Good morning and happy Sunday. I'm currently recording this at about 11 o'clock. And usually, it's a little weird for me because usually I would be in church right now. But this morning, I decided to stay home and watch the live stream of my old church. And I swear to you, this was the craziest thing. This was a God thing because the first thing the pastor said was about my topic I'm going to be talking about. And I decided this topic like a couple days ago. And then for him to like say that, like literally the first thing he said was about idolatry. And that just confirmed that I'm talking about the right subject or that like I was supposed to watch that sermon or something. There was just like a God ping and I was just like, that's kind of crazy. So that was cool. But anyway, a little bit about how I'm doing. Um, well, I went to Duncan and they made my latte perfect. They're running like this deal right now. So it's like the same price whether I were to get an iced coffee or a latte. So I'm like, heck, I'm going to get a latte because I love the taste of espresso. And last time they made it a little bit with a little bit too much milk and not enough like coffee flavor. And today it was made just perfectly. So that was a blessing. Also, a couple other things. I don't know. Life's been kind of on a high right now. And I'm very thankful that God's blessed me with that. Um, one thing is I think I figured out the thing that was causing my sleep to be so bad for so long. And so I've finally been falling asleep before midnight every night and that is just the biggest blessing like you don't understand how thankful I am for that because it was kind of making me mad for a while there but God um, helped reveal what was the problem there and then um, I also have found myself filling myself up more with my girlfriends and I never realized how much of an impact I can actually have on my day-to-day because um, when you isolate yourself Oh, and I've been growing closer to my parents recently, too. So that's been good. And I just realized, like, when you isolate yourself is when the devil likes to pick at you and you get in a rut. And so just being able to be social, even when it's hard. Like, I know, like, if, for example, I went to my friends yesterday and part of me was like, I don't really want to go because I feel like I might be vulnerable. Like, sometimes it's hard. Like, relationships are not always easy. But the thing is, like, it's so much, like, once you, like, build those relationships and have people you can depend on and have fun with and all of that, it's so worth the the work you put in. So I'm glad that I went yesterday because it ended up making my night a lot better. Okay, now to get into the main juicy stuff. Okay, so this episode is about idolatry. And I'm sure it's it's kind of talked about a lot, but I just wanted to it to make an appearance on my channel, just in case you haven't heard a lot about it. I am anticipating this episode to be a little bit shorter than my other ones. I don't have quite as much information on it, but um, I do have some good stuff. So I think that this could be a good start to a series kind of talking about the commandments, because um, although we were redeemed from having to fulfill the commandments in order to get salvation, 
we should still follow them because they were rules God gave his people and they are great guidelines to how we should live our life and become more like him. So the first and second commandments are, do not have other gods beside me. Do not make an idol for yourself, whether in the shape of anything in the heavens above or on the earth below or in the waters under the earth. Do not bow and worship to them and do not serve them. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. And that's from Exodus 20 verses 3 through 5, which um, I just recently read in my, because I'm doing the Bible in here. So I just recently read through these, <clears throat> but um, I had other subjects at the time. So, um, but this was placed in my heart recently, just because um, I think I've been struggling a lot with putting things over God, whether that's like, well, I think the biggest one for me is my phone. And like, I just find myself, like when I wake up in the morning, it would have been the first thing I went to. And so I literally have been placing a sticky note on top of my phone and it says, stop, have you prayed yet? And I'm going to put that on the top of my phone every time it's charging. And that way, like it, it makes me be like, wait, am I, am I putting this over God? Like, is this actually something important where I need to communicate with someone or am I picking this up in a time when I could be spending it with God instead? So great idea to try. All right, so basically what idolatry is, is the worship of someone or something other than God as though it were him. So it's not like praying to something like that can be an example of idolatry, but in most cases, it's not that extreme. Idolatry nowadays likes to show up in littler ways, and it can just be something that slowly becomes an idol, and we, we aren't necessarily worshiping it as in like praising it and giving glory to it, but we are worshiping it when we're putting it as more important than God. Like anything that you put over your relationship with God is a problem and is an idol. So like, like I said, in the Old Testament, it was a common sin for people to worship pagan gods and statues in order to fit in with those around them or when they were disappointed with God. This is seen in Exodus, for example, when the Israelites convinced Aaron to make them an idol to worship while Moses was gone on Mount Sinai collecting like all the commandments and the different rules and regulations for the Israelites because they'd grown impatient. So Aaron made them a golden calf. And um, I don't think Aaron actually went, was like proud of doing this, but he was listening to what all the people wanted and because I know that he did build an altar to, like, God, like Christ, even after this, but um, it still wasn't okay that he allowed them to make this, and that was, that's an example of, like, the typical idolatry in biblical times, and though that form of idolatry still happens, it is uncommon, and common idols are much more evident, but better at concealing themselves, like I said. So, an example like with me, is your cell phone. And how do I know that it's an idol? Or how do you, how would you know if it's an idol for you? Well, is it the first and last thing you use each day? Do you feel you always need it beside you or when you go everywhere? Is it the first thing you use when you're bored or in an uncomfortable, awkward situation? And also compare what your screen time is to the time you spent actively pursuing God. So like I saw this thing pop up on my phone and um, let's not share details, but it showed my screen time. And I know for a fact I don't spend that much time with God each day. And so 
my goal is to make them make this time spent with God more or equal to the time spent on my phone. That's something that you guys can try to like, look at your screen time and then think about how much time you spend with God. So like, if you read your Bible, that can include reading your Bible, praying, going to church, going to Bible studies, any, or like time you spend talking about God. So like I could include recording this podcast because I'm talking about God spreading the gospel. So think about how much time you spent in a day and then compare that to the screen time you spent in that day. And that can be your challenge is to try to make the time spent with God more or equal to your actual screen time. Okay. A good way to discern if something is an idol is by asking yourself, would I still be, would I still think God is good if he took this from me? Would I be okay if he took that out of my life? And then the pastor in today's sermon, he said like, a way to determine an idol is like, think about um, your dream life. What would your dream life look like? And um, it's not always the case, but oftentimes whatever you're including your dream life, like if you say like, well, I want to have a big house and I want to have kids and all those are great aspirations. But if, if you wouldn't be okay, if you didn't achieve those dreams, then it's an idol. If you think that life would only be worth it, if you got that house, if you became rich, if you have kids, like that actually can be an idol, even though we don't want to think about it because it's hard to talk about. But like, like if you're only going to be okay, if you have X, Y, Z and the X, Y, Z isn't God, then that's an idol because we should be satisfied in this life. Even if all we had was God, it's, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm not going to sit here and say, like, I can promise you that I would be okay if God took everything away except for him. But that's honestly what we should strive for, what we should, um, that's like the perfection of sanctification is like having nothing but God and living a fulfilling life. Um, Okay, so the questions I asked, would I still be, would I still think God is good if he took this from me? Would I be okay if he took that out of my life? And that can be a person or a thing. If you answer no to either of those, I may warn you that you're likely worshiping the creation over the creator. And that is indeed an idol for you. Oftentimes an idol is not a bad thing. It is often a good thing that God is blessing us with that we let become something that takes from our relationship with God and subsequently becomes unhealthy. Another example would be sports. I've heard plenty of testimonies where someone only truly experiences God once their athletic career is taken from them by like an injury or it just didn't work out and they end up having to get rid of it. And then it shows them that their heart was in the wrong place, that really they were placing their worth in their sport and that God needed them to refocus on him. So like often I see God take away a person from our life or a passion from our life or um something like that, like a job, when we allow it to become an idol and when we start putting our worth and happiness into them. Because he is not doing this to hurt us. It may hurt for a little bit, but he needs us to redirect to redirect our focus. And oftentimes like um he may take something away so we can redirect our focus on him and then he'll give it back once we've recentered our hearts. Um kind of like a test, I guess, or like just to purify us and make sure that we're not putting our worth into that thing because he knows then if it were to get taken away further down the line, we might be completely shattered. Whereas if he does it now, we still have the opportunity 
to refocus our attention and put our worth back in him. And then he can return that gift to us. Um, a, a reason we should avoid idolizing things or people over God is because we ultimately ultimately become like what we admire. So whatever gets the most attention and time from us will be the most prevalent in shaping who we are. And God knows, as our creator, that we were meant to be in his image, not the image of something temporary. So there's this book I really like by, it's called um, The Twelve Ways Your Phone Is Changing You. And it's by Tommy Rink. I think is pronounced. And he states that the object of our worship is the object of our imitation. So when we're idolizing something, when we're worshiping something in, in an actual worship sense or in a quote unquote worship sense, um, we begin to be like it. So like if I'm constantly on TikTok, I'm going to start acting like that. That's why you see people like I would like, I'm not trying to point anyone out here, but if it convicts you, it convicts you. But if you're constantly on TikTok, and you see like the songs and the way the people talk and the way the people dress, the way the people dance. Now you're going to become like that. It's nine times out of 10 going to be that way. Like wh whoever you see, like, Oh, those girls are so pretty. And then you keep seeing the same type of girl, then you're going to start dressing like them. Like I've even fallen victim to it myself. So I'm not trying to like make you feel a certain way about it. It's just the truth. Whatever you attend your time to the most is how you're going to become like you know, like me constant, like, I mean, like it's, this necessarily isn't an idol or like a bad thing, but like with me constantly, like becoming part of the gym culture, there are certain things you just start to gravitate towards, you know, you have the certain like way you talk or the certain way you dress or the certain way, um, you schedule your day, certain foods you eat, you know, and as long as that doesn't take the place over God, it's not a bad thing. But we have to be careful what we're putting over God because, again, we are going to be – whatever we worship is what we're going to imitate. And that's why we worship God. We're becoming like him. That's How do you become like God? You worship him. You spend time with him. You put him first in your life. So that was all kind of a ramble, but, like, I hope that made sense. But ultimately, our idols are revealing where we're trying to find meaning. Listen to that again. Ultimately, our idols reveal where we are trying to find meaning. I hope that hits you like a gut punch in the face. Because when I, when I wrote those words, I was like, dang, that's actually true. Like you're, trying to like, you're trying to fill the void of God when you're putting something over him. Because the reality, and this kind of like convicted me last night, it's like most of the time, See, when you come to God, when you spend quiet time with God, and when you are in the Word, when you're going to groups and all this, it's oftentimes your hard emotions or your sins are going to come to surface and you're going to have to deal with them. So most of the time, why we don't want to spend so much time with God is because we don't want to deal with that stuff. We don't want to take the time and heal and change. And I find that in myself as much as anyone else. Because, um, like, if you're constantly, like, I see these TikToks, you know, like, and, like, it's okay to an extent, but it's, like, I'm upset, so I had to go hit the gym even though it's my rest day. It's, like, that's not bad in a sense, depending on how you're using it, but 
in reality, if you're having a hard time, if you're having a bad day, if you're having a hard time dealing with emotions or sin or anything, go to God first. And I mean, maybe that could be you go to God while working out. Fine. But that was just an example I thought of. Like, examine what you're going to whenever you are feeling a certain type of way. All right, and then also note that in attempting to turn an idol into simply a blessing instead of like something you're worshiping and making your number one, you must replace that space with God. Don't just stop doing it. Like, don't just stop going on your phone without intending to replace the time with time with God. Like, so, like, if at night it's typically your time that you go on your phone, you typically stay on your phone late. Don't just try to put your phone in the other room and be like, all right, I'm going to sit here and twiddle my thumbs. Like, obviously, it's going to be so easy to just go over and grab your phone because you don't have anything to replace it with. But if you replace it with maybe you have a good book. I have a few good books that I've been reading that I could replace the time with my phone that are some are gospel centered, some are not. You can read for fun, too. But um, if you're not replacing that time then it's likely you'll fall into old habit. But the more times that you replace it with maybe praying, reading, or um, reading your Bible, the more times you do that, it's going to form a new habit, and then you'll automatically start doing that thing. And then it's going to be easier to replace that idol and stop going back to something that's keeping you from being able to deal with the hard stuff in your life. But ultimately, I think the most valid point out of that is the reason that idols need to be discovered and replaced with God is because, like I said, an idol is what you're putting your meaning into. And if you put your meaning into anything but God, you're going to be disappointed. I don't care if it's today, tomorrow, or literally the day before you die. Or maybe it's the day that you die and then you come face to face with God and he's like, why did you worship this over me? I don't care when it is. It's going to leave you disappointed. It's going to leave you empty. The only thing that's going to satisfy you is the Lord and Savior. And I don't care if that sounds cliche, but it's just the truth. And I am going to keep saying it until it gets implanted into your mind and you just keep thinking it in your head. You go to bed and you dream about it. Like, I don't care how many times I have to say it. It's just the truth, and it's the reason we need God, because everything else falls short. Okay, I have a few different verses that relate to this. So obviously, there's like the obvious one, which is in 1 Corinthians 10, 14, which literally puts it plain and clear. So my dear friends, stay away from worshiping idols. Couldn't be more clear than that. Um, but then we also have Matthew six twenty one, which says your heart will be where your treasure is or for where your treasure is, your heart will be also, which goes back to the point of you're placing your worth in whatever you're putting over God. And um, kind of some context behind that verse, it also talks about um, how God is more important than all the treasures on earth. Um, it's the same passage that says, that different things are going to destroy your treasures here on earth. Thieves are going to break in and steal. Moths and rust are going to take over. And so don't store treasures here. Store them in heaven. Because in the end, you're going to make idols out of whatever you treasure. In the end of that passage, 
this was actually um I have a calendar that you like flip every day and it has a different verse and this was the verse the other day but um Matthew 6:24 so the end of that little passage says no one can be a slave to two masters um he will hate one master and love the other or he will follow one master and refuse to follow the other so you cannot serve God and money at the same time and that's just an example of idolatry it could be money but it it's anything like you cannot you can't be like, I need this and I need God. No, you need God. You want this. That's just the truth of the matter, even though it's, it can be hard to realize because we couldn't imagine our lives without something. But there's only one true need, and that's for the Savior. Okay, and then in Job. So I don't know if you guys know about Job, which, I mean, if you've been in the faith a while, I'm sure you do. But if you have not... Job is a great book. I actually remember um, a couple years back literally sitting and just reading the entire book of Job because I don't remember what exactly I was going through, but I was going through a really hard time and um, someone suggested it. And so I sat down and I read through it and I was like, wow, this is really relatable. And <clears throat> but it showed how we should be. It showed it shows a lot of different things. There are a lot of things to pull away from the book of Job, but it shows, it's basically the story of someone that had everything that they wanted, and then all of it got taken away, and then in the end, Job didn't turn away from God, so God returned it and doubled it, or I don't remember if it was doubled, but he gave him more than he used to have, so that's an example of how we should be, like, God, that's like I said, like, God sometimes will take something away just because he needs to recenter our heart or make sure of our, our standing with him, make sure we're not putting our worth in something, and then he'll give it back or maybe even more. So um, I wanted to read from Job chapter 24 through 28, or sorry, chapter 31, verse 24 through 28. It says, I have not put my trust in gold. I have not said to pure gold, you are my safety. I have not celebrated my great wealth. I have not celebrated that my hands had gained riches. I have not thought about worshiping the sun and its brightness. I have not admired the moon moving in glory so that my heart was pulled away from God. My hand has never offered the sun and moon a kiss of worship. If I had, these also would have been sins to be punished. I would have been unfaithful to God if I had done these things. So he's basically saying if I put my trust or my safety net, and anything other than God, it'd be a sin. And I would have been unfaithful. I would have been worshiping something else. And so um, it's important to note that a reason we try to get rid of our idols is because an idol can take people away from the faith. Because the thing is, if we were able to put our trust in something here on earth, if we were able to be completely satisfied with earthly things or an earthly person, then we would be like, we wouldn't need God. And then it's like, okay, then why do I need to believe in God? Like, why do I need God? You don't need God if you're going to be completely satisfied with things of this world. So that's exactly why we can't be, because then we would lose our focus on eternity and on the true treasure in heaven. Okay, and then there's one more verse I'd like to read, and that would be in First Timothy and chapter 6 verse 10 okay um it says the love of money causes all kinds of evil but you can also replace the love of blank uh with whatever you're idolizing some people have left the true faith because they want to get more and more money 
but they have caused themselves much sorrow. So again, like I said, idols can cause people to turn away from the faith because they're more focused on something else than on true faith and treasure and the gospel, spreading the gospel. And so we need to be very careful um, what we need to be very careful in examining where we're placing things in our life. If God's not first, we need to make a change and move him up to first. That's the biggest takeaway I want you to get from this is not feeling ashamed. It's not that you're complete, like that you're different than someone like most people struggle with idols. And it's okay. God gives grace. But we do need to realize that once we're convicted of something and once you realize you're doing that, you should take the time and make the necessary changes to to stop having those idols and to put God as your number one. He should be where your identity lies. He should be what you turn to for hard emotions. And yeah, that's basically the main point of what this was about. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. And like I said, I will likely the next episode will be on one of the other, like I want to get through the commandments. Like some of them you can't exactly make a good episode on because like thou shall not murder. Oh yeah. So that's kind of straight to the point, but, um, I would like to keep making some episodes about the 10 commandments and let me know what you guys thought and I'll see you next time.